listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast. What's going on, FA Nation? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast. I am James Grande, joined alongside Sean Mitchell. Sean, we're just talking before we hopped on the pod. 12 games is the number we have for Wednesday. Um, Maybe the biggest slate we've had since opening week. Um, As of right now, we don't have any postponements, but obviously things can change. Um, You mentioned we don't have a lot of Vegas totals. We don't really have a lot of information, uh, but we do know as of, you know, we're recording on Tuesday night, we have 12 games on the docket. That's true. Yep. And as you mentioned, yeah, not not just a whole ton of totals, but what we do have, um, three of the four totals that we do see on the board at the current moment are at least 221 and above. So Boston, San Antonio, 225, three three point spread. So that one's kind of nice. Dallas, Utah, kind of the same instance, 225 minus four for Utah and then 221 with Orlando and Sacramento, Sacramento. Usually a pretty fast team. Um, so, yeah, we got we got some other good games. We've got Brooklyn, Atlanta, which should be back-to-back for Atlanta. Um, then we kind of got, you know, Detroit and Cleveland has been a, a banger most times because they don't play any defense. Milwaukee and Toronto probably pretty interesting. Um, other than that, yeah, um, Minnesota Golden State gets a rubber match. And then Boston-San Antonio probably, yeah, those are probably the games I'll probably be most focused on, just on first glance. Yeah, just on first glance, I'm pretty much in agreement um, and why don't we just just quickly uh, just some notables for in terms of injuries that we're looking for. Demontis Sabonis questionable. We saw him leave the other night. Um, D'Angelo Russell once again listed questionable. We already got Devin Booker ruled out. Um, yep. We have Pascal Siakam questionable. I thought he was ruled out earlier, um, but he's questionable. Jimmy Butler once again ruled out. Tyler Hero questionable. Larry Nance questionable. Goran Dragic questionable. Blake Griffin ruled out. Derek Rose in. Um, Al Horford could return here. Um, uh, the whole bunch of Washington guys could return. Um, there's a there's a mess, and uh, we have a lot of uh, things to get to. So let's just jump in position by position, per usual, starting at point guard, and we have um, a couple interesting names above 9K, and Luka Doncic. Obviously, tops the list at 10-9, but uh, definitely a very slow environment against Utah. I don't know if that matters to you. We have Steph Curry in an elite matchup against Minnesota, that one we just saw him go berserk in. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Atlanta plays on a back-to-back, but he, he being Trey Young, gets Brooklyn on the second leg of a back-to-back, and we know Brooklyn's defense has been subpar. And then Westbrook over 9K on DraftKings, 91, but... I'm wondering if Westbrook plays here on a back-to-back. Yeah, so um, what are your thoughts here on this tier above 9K? And then why don't you just end it off with Westbrook and your opinion on if he plays or not? Sure. Uh, Luka Doncic obviously just went for 82 <laughs> against Denver. Um, literally one of the slowest teams you know, in the league. So right. to your point of does the Utah being slow, I don't really think that matters. Um I do, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's Luca. I mean, he's just, he's too good. He's too good. He has that upside. We know it. Um, so, you know, don't really have to, I don't feel like I have to touch too much there. Um, Trey Young, I'm kind of interested to see how he ends up tonight, see how many minutes he plays, because you know he was dealing with the back spasm. So that's something you know where you're kind of wondering if uh, maybe, you know, see how tonight goes and make sure no setbacks or nothing on that that you know kind of front. Uh, yeah, Steph Curry, Minnesota. Minnesota's been terrible against point guard spot. They've not covered it well. DAR might be back tomorrow. Or, I mean, might be back for this one. Not sure if he's going to play or not, but he is questionable. Uh, either way, um, they, they, they just can't guard guards, period. Um, but, yeah, Steph Curry went nuclear. Uh, Russell, I, I, I'm wondering – I mean, he has been limited the last two games. Right. So, I'm wondering if they just keep him on the limit and let him play. Uh, I know, you know, mostly they were talking about him sitting most of the back-to-back. So um, it wouldn't shock me a bit if he does sit. I mean, that's just kind of what uh, it seems like the the, the trend has been, uh, especially with him being on a minutes limit, give him another nights off. That way he can, you know, get fully recovered. I think that's a smart thing to do. 
Uh, so, yeah, um, and I guess I missed Kyrie there uh, going against Atlanta. Uh, that's an absolute banger of a matchup, and his price is just <laughs> too good, right? A little over 9K on Fandle from what I see. Um, one of the cheaper point guards on the slate um, that has that potential in such a good matchup. Yeah, Kyrie actually 8,800 on DraftKings. So um, definitely an interesting price tag considering recency bias might um, keep people off. And plus 12 games slate, ownership was, is going to generally be depressed across the board um, unless there's some obvious value or obvious spend up. Uh, in the middle tier, we have Ben Simmons coming off a dreadful performance, but foul trouble hindered him a lot. Um, we obviously expected more from Simmons in a game without Joel Embiid, but there was foul trouble. Um, we do have the likes of Chris Paul. We know Devin Booker is out. This is a revenge game for Chris Paul um, against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not that he was, you know, disliked his time in OKC, but it is still a narrative there. Um, Drew Holiday, Jamal Murray. Like, who do you like here in the mid-tier, Sean? Uh, I, you know, I'm going to say I kind of like Deontay Murray. I know we kind of didn't really talk about him, but he's been really good. Uh, Kiva Walker, not the greatest defender. Um, you know, I kind of like Deontay Murray here at the price. I think he's been playing really well lately. Um, Kyle Lowry kind of sticks out a lot. Um, in that matchup against Milwaukee, it'd be really fast-paced. You know, you get Milwaukee being top three-paced team. I uh, really like that spot. Chris Paul, um, I just don't love it because I don't, this is a really slow game. OKC doesn't play really fast. Phoenix doesn't play it fast at all. Uh, you know, Shaggy Alexander is not exactly a, a terrible defender. So I'm not as prone, I think, here on Chris Paul. Um, so for me right now, and I do like De'Aaron Fox a little bit, but the price is kind of up there for a road match against right. Orlando. Orlando has not been that great against point guard either. Um, so at the moment, I, I really like uh, Deontay Murray and Kyle Lowry. Yeah, Deontay Murray, only $6,600 on DraftKings, Sean. So um, definitely, definitely interesting there. And plus, um, we saw it. He is a triple-double threat. He's one of the best rebounding guards in basketball. So um, I'm with you there. And on the flip side of the matchup, I think I love Kemba Walker. Um, In just 24 minutes, we got 40 fantasy points. Um, Right. And that was a night that he was expected to play around 28 minutes or, or just maybe even past that. They blew Cleveland's doors off. Um, maybe we get 30 minutes out of Kemba. Only $6,300 on DraftKings. I think that is a steal. I think at that price, I know Jason Tatum is back, and I know Jalen Brown's still there, but 6300 and Kemba has not been shy about shooting the basketball since his return. I think Kemba's viable in all formats at that price tag. Yeah, 6300 Yeah, we know, you know, San Antonio, we've talked about it. They've, they've not, you know, guarded the point guard spot well at all. Um, they've actually been torched by him all year long. Yep. So, I, I totally agree. Kemba Walker is too cheap. Even on FanDuel at 7 k I think he can probably still get around value. Um, don't love the fact that Tatum's back because he is probably going to take 20 shots. I mean – I do think that some of those probably get pulled from Kimba. Um, but, yeah, 6300 on on DK. Knowing that his three-point upside, I definitely like that price on DK. I just find it interesting Tatum took 21 shots and Kimba still got his and was still limited. And, you know, if Kimba gets 30 minutes, maybe 15, we get 15, 16 shot, shot attempts out of Kimba. So, um, it's out of the room, for sure. Just, just something to uh, take note of. Um, moving down the list, uh, you know, Day I've six um, I've been playing Lonzo. Sitting up, um, I've I've been playing Lonzo Ball the last couple slates, yeah. and he looked pretty good against Minnesota, and it was a really good matchup. And the matchups, I mean, it doesn't get better than Washington. We're we're talking about the fastest paced team in the NBA, and the Wizards. Mm-hmm. There, we're talking about the 29th-ranked team against point guards in the league. Mm-hmm. And right now, Lonzo's name is being floated in trades. I think that New Orleans' best interest is to play the man and build his... his yeah, right, get that stock back up to where it was last year. Um, 5600 on DraftKings. What's his price over on 56. FanDuel? Same, same price. So 56 across the board. I think that's too cheap, and at least for for tournaments in this spot against Washington. I think a lot of people um, just don't go to on a 12 game slate. 
Do you think that is a blowout? I mean, I definitely think it could be, but the way that Bradley Beal has uh, essentially put the team on his back mm-hmm. this year in games where Westbrook hasn't been active, I could see them staying competitive. I mean, the Wizards have been surprisingly competitive in a lot of games we've thought that they would get blown out. And so, right. um, and, I, and I don't think, like, this Pelicans team is definitely underachieved at the at on the flip side of that. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, we know we do know also that you know the Pelicans are playing a lot slower this year. So, right. You know, we we can think that this might be a pace up spot, but in, I think technically it's probably a pace down spot for Washington because of you know it is in New Orleans. They are playing at home, <clears throat> and this is a back to back for Washington. They've only got what ten guys. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know if they're going to return any tomorrow. Um, that is yet to be deemed, but you know, to me, it kind of screams. Uh, Bowl out for one, and then yeah, I don't know game setting, but that is too cheap. I mean, he's way too cheap. If it stays close, he can he can absolutely you know demolish that value. Um, so yeah, I'm fine with that. Any uh, other guys below Lonzo um, that are catching your eye? Yeah, I know. You know, we talked uh, um, a little bit about T.J. McConnell, um, who has now gone for 20 more fantasy points in his last four games, 21, 26, 26, and 37. Last game against Toronto, 28 minutes, nine points, five boards, nine dimes, two blocks, and two steals. Um, had just a banger of a game. You know, we've, we've seen him be able to give up, you know, give that kind of upside lately. Um, it's a good spot. I mean, Charlotte uh, t- tends to allow faster games. Uh, and not play as much defense. So I don't mind that spot for him. Uh, Jalen Brunson, I think, is interesting if he continues to start. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, and then you kind of get back to uh, Patty Mills has been playing really well off the bench. Uh, I know the Phoenix situation with Javon Carter, campaign, those two guys probably come into play, you know, since Booker's out. Um, other than that, yeah, that, that's about it. Uh, Carson Edwards is pretty interesting. I see he's 3.7. He's been coming off the bench as the first reserve here lately. Um, with Tatum back, that probably changes a little bit, so I probably wouldn't go there. But yeah, um, other than that, you know, that's kind of kind of where where I'm at right now. If Westbrook sat, uh, especially because we're you know touting blowout, I think you could look at both Raul Neto and Jerome Robinson, who are both point guard eligible on Fandle. So um, yep. definitely an interesting note, uh, something to just to keep note of if Russell Westbrook does end up sitting on the second leg of a back-to-back. But let's shift over to shooting guard. Um, Two guys over 10K, and that's Bradley Beal at 10-2 on DraftKings and James Harden 10-1 on DraftKings. I will not be paying over $10,000 for James Harden for the foreseeable future unless we get one of the big three out. Yeah. Period. That's that's just what it's gonna happen. If Kyrie yeah. sits, sure. If Durant sits, sure. But until one of them sit, I'm not paying 10k for James Harden. Period. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I'm not gonna toot my own horn or anything, but you know, I, there was many questions in the chat about who was gonna be, you know, the person to be that odd man out, and I thought it was gonna be Harden. I mean, you're coming onto a new team that already has two stud, you know, studs that have already kind of established yourself there. You're kind of the odd man out, and then now we've seen it. I mean, I know John Pimbo was was uh, was freaking out yesterday or the day before, was it? Because you know he'd only taken two shots in the first half. Like he's not the same player anymore. I mean, he, I can't. I'm not gonna say he's not the same player. I'm just gonna say that he's in a totally different environment with a totally different setup. The team dynamic is so much different now. The chemistry is different. Um, and it, just like you said, he's gonna have to have one of those guys sit, especially Kyrie. I mean, because Kyrie's taking every shot he can get. Um, but yeah, totally agree. I, I, yeah, I, he's not an eight on Fanduel. I still wouldn't even consider it. Um, Beal definitely in play, right? Especially if, especially Plus if, if, uh, if West Yeah, absolutely. Um, down at the mid tier section, we have the likes of Donnie Mitchell, who's been playing extremely well. Potentially mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell. He's listed as questionable with the quad. Um, Fred Van Vliet is here at $7,900 on DraftKings. Any of those guys tickle your fancy? Yeah, yeah. I really like Fred Van Fleet in this situation. Lowry's been banged up. Siakam's been banged up. Um, Van Fleet really, you know, has been kind of um, 
Yeah, I mean, he's, he's actually he's been really good. <laughs> 42 or more fantasy points in his last three or four, 40 or more in his last five of six or seven there. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he's, you know, he's playing extremely well. He's playing huge minutes. He's shooting at will. Um, and then he's giving you basically everything. So he's basically giving you points, rebounds, assists. He's even giving you two blocks in the last two games and five steals. Um, I really like him in that mid-range right there. Donnie Mitchell, as you mentioned, is playing extremely well. Gets a good matchup here against you know Dallas. Uh, those are probably my top two for sure. Uh, moving to our mid-tier section, I think a couple guys in matchups against one another are interesting, and that's Andrew Wiggins and Malik Beasley, both $6,700 on DraftKings, um, going up against one another. And we just saw them go crazy against one another. Beasley scored 30 actual, 41 fantasy points. Um, Wiggins went for 23, 6, 3 blocks, 3 steals for 43 DraftKings points. Um, If D'Angelo Russell sits again, are we going back to the Malik Beasley well? And who do you prefer between Wiggins and Beasley? Uh, that's really interesting. I mean, you know, that was yeah, that was the first time Wiggins has faced, you know, the T-Wolves since he got traded. Right. Uh, so he, you know, might have had a little bit of revenge narrative in there. Um, so that's really interesting. Uh, you know, Golden State has not exactly been good against guards all year long, so I'd probably be more prone to playing Beasley without Russell than to go back to Wiggins because uh, I could probably see – you know, Beasley having the more upside without without Russell there. So I think that's probably how I'd have to have to look at that situation. Do you think Minnesota can keep it close in Golden State again? I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, this is a really fast-paced game. Um, right. Minnesota is pretty quick. Um, I know yesterday what was the spread eight and a half? I think eight and a half or nine, and, yep. and they stayed. You know, they stayed within that number. Um, yeah, I, I think they could stay within the number. I don't think it's 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 uh, I don't think it's out of the picture for sure. Okay, okay, I'm I'm, I'm kind of with you there. Um, moving down the list, why don't you just uh, rattle off a couple names? Like someone I see, Colin sure. Sexton, I think is is in play against Detroit. Um, on if we do get Pascal Siakam out, I mean it's so easy to go back to well with Norm Powell. Sure. Um, three straight games of so, yeah yeah he is he has been and this is the version of Norm Powell we were getting last year I mean he was actually scoring like 20 points a night off off the bench for like over right. a month so um if we're gonna get this version of Norm Powell I think that's firmly in play in a in a very very point friendly environment mm-hmm. um but those are probably like where I'd go in the mid tier and then there's some there's some obvious value that we could take a look at as well. Yes. Uh, do, you, do you agree with the, do you agree with that like kind of sentiment or do you have other options in the mid tier? No, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, Kendrick Nunn was, was on quite the run there. It's not just the greatest spot, uh, but he is still playing big minutes. I mean, he played 34 minutes against Brooklyn last game. Hero questionable. So he, Hero, yeah, that, that, makes, could, no. that could make everything a little dicey. Obviously, yeah. If if Harrow is back, that does. But still, here, I mean, he did do one of these games here with Harrow in. So, um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's a little bit pricey now. If Harrow does play, probably can't go there um, for the price. But if he was cheaper, absolutely. Um, you said Norm. That's a great one. I still think that's great against, uh, you know, Milwaukee. Uh, the one that caught my eye was Jeremy Lamb. Uh, played mm-hmm. extremely well. Has now went over 30 fantasy points in two of his last three. Um, has played good minutes. He's played 28, had 19 against Toronto, uh, and then his last game against the same Toronto team. 32 minutes, 22.7 boards, two assists, and a steal for 34 fantasy points. So, yeah, he's uh, he's touched 34 fantasy points in two of his last three games. He's only returned for four games, so that's really good numbers, really encouraging to see for him. Um, been out for a long time with injury, so really good to see there. Um, I like Terrence Ross a little bit against Sacramento. They've hemorrhaged points to guards as well. Uh, my boy Wayne Ellie continues to, to perform the Wayne, you know, the highlight train Wayne Ellington there. Um, can't, can't, can't talk bad about him. Um, did you see the report today? And I'm, I'm just kind of going down the list, but did you see the report today where uh, the Pelicans or, or coach was saying he wants to get more out of uh, Nah once, once uh, Nikhil and Alexander Walker to, to have basically more run and to be more aggressive and all that, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, that's but, where the and that's where the Lonzo that's where the Lonzo um, trade talk comes in. Yeah, because 
we're they're starting to look for trade partners for Lonzo, and that means if they can run Bledsoe and NAW in the backcourt. So right, right, right. that is an interesting development if that does come to fruition. You know? Yeah, definitely something to keep in the back of your mind. Um, other than that, yeah, man, I don't see anything down here below that 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 really tickles my fancy or anything where I would just you know feel like I have to talk about it even. Um, so I have first off, I love the Jeremy Lamb call, and I do think he'll actually garner pretty good ownership, especially if Sabonis sits. I mean, yeah. if Sabonis sits, we didn't mention Malcolm Brogdon, but he's an elite play. I mean, he's an elite play either way because it's Charlotte, but uh, I think Lamb and Brogdon would garner a ton of ownership if Sabonis end up sitting. Um, love Ellington. I, th- I think that's a great decision or a great call as well. Um, I like Tyrese Halliburton mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And I just went and checked his Fandle price too, 54 and 52 on DraftKings. Sean, he went for 37 fantasy points against the Knicks um, four nights ago. Yeah. Because uh, we are recording on Tuesday night. And he played 31 minutes again. So, like, we're, if we're going to get Tyrese Halliburton in that role that we were getting kind of earlier in the year, right. I mean, Orlando does not have defenders like they did last year with, with John Isaac and Mark Markel Fultz. They don't have anyone that can kind of slow Halliburton down. I think 5,200 is just too damn cheap. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have no issues with Halliburton. He's getting a good run. He's he's playing well. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. He's cheap enough. Yeah, he's right in that little bit of a wellhouse right there, right in there, that sub five k range where, yeah, I can see I can see taking a splurge on him. I totally agree. Uh, and I want to throw. I, I've heard you mention his name. You and John mentioned um, Devin Vassell's name a couple times on the podcast the last three or four times. The Spurs have been. On the slate, uh, shout out to you guys. He's right. also still playing a lot of minutes and being productive. Thirty nine hundred on Fanduel is is uh, too cheap. So I think uh, credit where credit is due to you guys. Um, yeah, but I, I think that really does it. I, I think you ready to move on to small forward? I think I think that. Yeah, I'm good. Um, at small forward, of course, LeBron James is currently this is questionable because you know. Who doesn't go for 46 actual and 75 fantasy points on a bum ankle, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, so he's going to play. <laughs> so let's just ignore that questionable tag. Um, one of these days he'll make us look like an ass, you know, and he'll play. But uh, until then, or he won't play. But LeBron and LeBron and Durant up top, they're the two clear-cut guys here at small forward. Uh, do you have a lean on either here? One against Philly. I know you've been... You've been the number one fan on attacking Philly at the wing spot this year, and then Kevin Durant gets an elite spot against um, Atlanta. Do you have a, a lean on either way? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think I think you got to go LBJ again here. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people are probably going to you know shy away. Oh man, he can't do it again. I don't think people will chase really. So. Knowing that it is Philadelphia, I mean, Philadelphia is number one team in the Eastern Conference right now. I mean, right. They're, they're rolling. I mean, you know, they're they're absolutely rolling. Um, you know, is 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 Embiid, Embiid's playing right? He's, he's yeah, playing. he's off the injury. Yeah, he, they took him off the injury list. I want to make sure. Let's say before I, before I do go fully on the the LBJ. <laughs> I want to make sure they were going to have their you know their best player. But yeah, I mean, LBJ I think is a uh, is probably the better play out of him and AD, especially. Um, AD is going to have a tough time down low. I mean, I know AD can hit, you know, uh, twenty seven foot jumpers all day long, you know, inside the three point line there. But you know, he's not going to get much, you know, business in the inside. You know, Joel's been an absolute great defender. Uh, he's playing extremely well right now. So yeah, give me LBJ. I think uh, even though Durant's in a great spot here against Atlanta. Um, yeah, I think give me the, the little bit of a savings on LBJ here against Philly. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong, honestly. I actually, too, lean LeBron. This is a rare situation where I would lean LeBron. Um, I think he hears all this Embiid uh, for MVP chatter, too. And right. uh, I think I think we get a... Back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Uh, back to back to back similar to type of performance <laughs> out of LeBron, yeah. I mean, maybe not 46 actual, but uh, I think well, that game against Cleveland. Milwaukee... was in Cleveland, I mean... Yeah, like a narrative there, yeah. right? And now we're and now we're listening to all the, the uh, the talks about Joel Embiid being the leading candidate for MVP. And, you know, I think LeBron's on social media a lot. He knows he knows what's going on in the news. So um, I do lean LeBron. I think both are elite plays, though. I'm interested to see if Atlanta can keep this close on a second leg of a back to back. But um, 
I digress there. Let's move down the list at small forward where we have Jalen Brown, Jeremy Grant, Gordon Hayward, Chris Middleton, Brandon Ingram. This next tier of small forwards is super elite. Um, I think right now, for me, I would lean Gordon Hayward's way, just with recent form, just as good as it really gets for Gordon Hayward. And Sean... I don't know what DraftKings is thinking. He is still seventy five hundred freaking dollars. <laughs> what yeah, are they doing? DraftKings continues to draw the ball, man. It's I don't know what you know what algo they're running every night, but they continue to drop the ball. Yeah, Gordon Hayward's been really good. I mean, he's been dang good. He's feels like he's playing with a little bit more aggressiveness. He's going at the rim. He's you know he's actually taking shots whenever he gets the ball. He's not just dishing it every time. Um, yeah, really like what we've been seeing. Jeremy Grant, I know, you know he had another 48 and you know 49 fantasy point game last night. The guy's just good. Um, now he gets a game against Cleveland with at, without Blake Griffin. Um, is Derrick Rose playing? Uh, he is. Derrick Rose is active. He's yes. Back, he's back. Okay. Still yet, uh, Jeremy Grant plays basically the whole game, um, and I still think he's too cheap at 8.4K. I mean. Sadly to say, but you know, I think he should be like a non 9K player, uh, as should Gordon Hayward. Um, but the guy right below them is the one that I'm a little bit intrigued by, and I don't think anybody's going to play him. This Chris Middleton. Yep. Um, if you guys have been paying attention any at all lately to my Twitter account, Toronto is awful against small forwards and power forwards. Um, small forwards, they just kind of just hemorrhage points to, and even with you Neil know, Powell playing the, the three. He's not probably going to be able to cover Chris Middleton. Um, I don't love the price, but I still think he's he's got decent upside in this matchup. I think this is going to be a really fast-paced game. Uh, I think this could be you know a, a game where we see the total in the two thirties. Uh, so I really like Chris Middleton here as kind of a sneaky GPP play. Uh, yeah, nobody plays the guy ever. It's something that um, and he goes for I, forty fantasy points a night every night, and it's something that I've actually talked about a while, and I'm. I'm guilty generally. I generally I don't play Chris Middleton. I'm guilty too. I'll talk about him, and then I probably won't play him tomorrow. Just watch. I probably will not play him tomorrow because I don't want to pay that price. But I promise right. you, one of these times I will. <laughs> well, and and the reason is usually like on this slate it'll be like, oh, well, I can get Gordon Hayward for seven hundred dollars less, or I can get, right. you know, Brandon Ingram in a really great spot against Washington for yada yada. It's like Michael Porter Jr. Right. Hey, I mean, <laughs> right. But here we are you know, hits us right in the face, we mm. should be playing more Chris Middleton. So I, I completely agree there. Um, spot on. It's it's spot on analysis because uh, he just continues to be consistent as ever. Um, moving down the small forward list, I do think if Siakam sits, we can go back to the OG well, at least on Fandle where he's 6,200. I know, I know it's burnt, it burnt all three of us, including yeah. John, um, the other night, but we have to have a a, uh, a short memory in DFS. And if Siakam sits, I think with recent form, OG got in foul trouble, hard to come back from. Um, with recent form, he's been super elite. Uh, I think we should take a look at him. Also, I think DeAndre Hunter's recent form, sitting here, he's just, again, too cheap. I don't know what Fandle's doing, only $5,600. Um, and who else in the mid-tier? Like, I think Hunter and, and OG kind of stand out for me. But who else do you... Him. You pass right over him, but Evan, 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 Fournier, Evan Fournier, and don't Google that, uh, has been playing extremely well. Um, over 30 fantasy points in all four of the games since he's returned. Sacramento has been hemorrhaging points to, to the shooting guard spot. They've, they've been torched by him all year long. Um, I know Aaron Gordon coming back, playing point Gordon is not the greatest thing for him, but he still put up 34 fantasy points last game with Gordon returning. So I like that one. Um, I do like your call on DeAndre Hunter. We've been on him forever. OG, um, I totally agree. Um, Other than that, you know, um, I'd be looking to go down a little bit further. Yeah, I I think so as well. Um, And some of those names, let's see. Um, I'd be willing to go back to Mikel Bridges. He burnt me in that second game against Denver, but he had early foul trouble and – you know, they played an OT, so we got 36 minutes, and somehow he got to 22 fantasy points. I'm not actually sure how, but I'd be willing $5,300. I think that's too cheap um, for Mikel Bridges, from, mm-hmm. for especially the Mikel Bridges we've seen. Cam Johnson 
is $4,800 on DraftKings. He played 35 minutes in that overtime game uh, against Denver. And we know Devin Booker and Dario Saric are both out. So I think um, all three, honestly, I know Jay Carter's a power forward, but, like, we could just play all of them. Like, Bridges, Crowder, Johnson, they're all in play. They're all between 53 and $4,800 on DraftKings. I, I honestly think you could probably play all three of them. On FanDuel, Bridges is 54 Crowder's 48, Johnson's 46. Like, you could just play all three of these guys and, and yeah. feel good about it because the matchup is, is pretty good against OKC. Yeah, I really I really do agree with the Cam Johnson. I really like that. I um, think he's definitely going to see, you know, the, the bulk of minutes on that starting unit with, without Devin Booker. Uh, so I really like that. He's still extremely cheap. Um, Mikel Bridges is, is that guy that, like, has a big game, and then, you know, you don't hear about him again for, like, two or three games, and all of a sudden he has another big game when nobody played him again. It seems like that just keeps happening. And it's like I'm always either a night or two nights ahead of time on him. I'll play him, and he'll do absolutely nothing. But one guy that I was uh, starting to look at down here below that range, uh, Josh Jackson. Uh, Josh Jackson at 4.3 uh, against Cleveland's a good one. Obviously, you know, like I said, Blake Griffin's out. Um other than that, uh, it starts to get really, really uh, bleak down here. I know I was looking at Jarrett Culver because he's out, and I was wondering what minutes were going to be distributed. Maybe Josh Okoge, who's 3.8. Um, he might get a bump and run there on the second unit. Other than that, there's really not anything else below that that I'm seeing that is really just, like, catching the eye. So they, like, weirdly played Jaden McDaniels 26 minutes the other night, and Okoge only played 18, so... Just something to to note. Um, it's scary. Like if I were to play any of those value guys, I'd probably play Edwards just because just sheer volume, and right. maybe one day he'll make his shots. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, but like on a twelve game slate, if I like just Josh Okoge just wouldn't crack my player pool personally. But yeah. um, I, I, and you know they're you know I think they're you know they're playing Jordan McLaughlin with obviously if right. Russell comes back, you know. Right. Let's shift over to power forward. We've, All right. we, we don't need to talk about Josh Kogi any longer, maybe hopefully ever um, for the rest of the year. Let's, let's, let's uh, not talk about Josh Kogi or, you know, if he gives us a reason to, then, then maybe we'll, he'll come back into the picture, but um, power forward Giannis and Tenenkubo tops the list. 10.7 K you've already given us your love for small forwards against Toronto, it's the same thing for power forwards against Toronto. Yes, and again, I was totally hoodwinked the other night. <clears throat> well, was it last night? It was a bonus? Uh, was already at eighteen yep. fantasy points within like yep. the first eight minutes, and then he hurts his knee. I mean, unreal luck right there. But he was about to totally smash, and he was like less than five percent owned. I think you nobody played him. Like nobody played him at all. So yeah, I was I was really mad about that because I had a couple of pieces of that of him. Uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely pretty excited about Giannis here. I think he could just probably literally go for 70 fantasy points in this game. Which he hasn't given us, by the way. So oh, it, would ni- it would be nice to see 70, wouldn't it? Because we haven't seen that yet out of Giannis. Nope. But we are tomorrow. We are. Okay. Well, I like it. I like it. If we're getting 70 out of Giannis, you better plug him into the lineups there, boys and girls. Um, yes. DeMontis Sabonis. Definitely in play if he's if he's active, right? Because he goes he's going up against the worst front court in the NBA. Right. Yeah. Totally. Totally agree. Um, you know, obviously we're gonna have to look at Jason Tatum here against yep. the Spurs. They mm-hmm. they've been pretty terrible against the front court as well. Oh uh, yeah, totally agree with Sabonis. I'm kind of worried about that knee. I don't really know, um, you know, what kind of injury it is or what. Um, how bad and severe it is. Obviously, if he's a game time, I guess it wasn't too awful bad. Um, but what, how are you feeling about point guard, point Gordon here against Sacramento at home under 7K still? Yeah, um, it's really hard not to attack Sacramento at all costs. And, and I'm happy you brought up Evan Fournier, and that was just a, a uh, just kind of scrolling through the list miss, you know, not anything like I would intentionally do because – M4 definitely play. Aaron Gordon definitely in play as well. 
Um, what's his price on sixty? He's sixty eight hundred dollars across the board, man. On Fanduel, no, he's seventy seven on DraftKings. So it's definitely harder to stomach on DK. But you did mention it's been Point Gordon. We've seen just over the last, you know, right over the last four games, we've seen a triple double, a double double, and one rebound, one assist shy of another triple double. So like 7,700 doesn't seem crazy if we're going to get an up-tempo spot for the magic and potential triple double upside. So I think Gordon is one of my favorite mid tier plays on the entire slate. Is that too bold to, to say, or because I don't think anybody's going to play him on Fando either. Agreed. Like, I just don't think he's going to see very much ownership. I mean, yep. when you see, you got KP Zion, uh, Damana Sabonis, uh, Jason Tatum, Anthony Davis, Giannis. I just don't think anybody's going to go there. Like, don't think anybody will go there, especially on Fanduel. Because people are scared of the old Aaron Gordon and uh, don't realize this new version is uh, quite the fantasy producer there, Sean. That's true. That is true. Um, let's. True move down the power forward list anyone else kind of catching your eye here like Marcus Aldridge is like such a like it would be such a good spot to go to Marcus Aldridge but like this version is terrible he's not been good no yeah and I'll be flat out honest like I totally skipped over that range right there with Bagley uh Aldridge um, I did stop on Jared Allen though because Nance is still out, I believe. He's quite he's listed as questionable for tomorrow. So if, yeah, if Nance doesn't play, I mean Allen played 28 minutes last game. It was against the Lakers, so you could probably expect him to not have a great game. But that's his second highest total since he's you know has been traded, um, and uh, minutes wise, I mean, you know he put right. a, a huge game against Brooklyn, of course, his own team in his first game there. Right. But um, still, you know, 26. 24 uh, fantasy points in the two games before. He's only 5,200 on FanDuel. What's his price on DraftKings? He is 5,300 as a center okay. only. Ugh, that's gross. Uh, either way, uh, it, like I said, if Nance sits, I think he's got value, even at the price. Smidge over 5K, I, I think I'm there. I think I'm fine with it. I agree. Um, it's more, I think it's more of a FanDuel play than it is a DraftKings play. Yeah. Because, like, Fox. you're so handicapped with that, like, just strict center spot. So, um, I could go there on Fandle. I'd be more likely to go there on Fandle. Um, also, I do have some interest in Marvin Bagley against Orlando. Orlando, the defense has been pretty bad. And, you know, we're starting to get a pretty good version of Bagley. And at least the minutes have been there, 31, 29, 36, 31, last four games. So, um you know, we've mentioned a couple of magic. It doesn't hurt. You mentioned Aaron Fox. It doesn't. I mentioned uh, Tyrese Halbert. Like, it doesn't hurt to. This game doesn't seem too bad of a stack, personally. So, um, maybe Marvin Bagley low owned. It's been running actually pretty fast this year. Um, they were uh, earlier in the year. They currently are 22nd in pace. So, they felt they've fallen back pretty badly right. um, from where they were earlier. The Kings are ninth, so it's definitely a better spot for the Magic. Um, right. But I don't hate the spot for Bagley, just considering recent form and, and minutes. Um, any value here uh, at Power Forward? I was looking at Daniel Toss, and I don't know why, but... I don't either, but... I do. Well, okay, I digress. <laughs> he has put up 37 more fantasy points in three of his last... Isn't that crazy? It's crazy, 37 and a half, 37, 44 last game against the Bulls with Tatum back playing 31 minutes. How do you feel about that? Three blocks, three steals, 19 actual, three boards, and three assists in 28 minutes. The guy just absolutely went nuts. And don't get me wrong, it was against your Bulls and my Bulls. <laughs> but, you know, it's still a good matchup against the Spurs, who really have not been good against front courts either. So how, how do you feel at him at 4.6 on FanDuel? I mean, the guy's put up – Five blocks and five steals in two games. I mean, just been absolutely smashing. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting. I mean, the Spurs are 21st in rebounding. So, you know, advantage there. Um, we know they play fast. They're eighth in pace. So another, you know, advantage for Boston. We get a pace-up spot. And the production's been obvious. So I, I can't really argue against it. I mean, I'd rather play him 
at sub 5k on FanDuel. He's $5,300 on DraftKings. I don't, I don't like love that price, but I get why he's priced that way with, you know, recent form. Um, but yeah, I don't have, I guess. And he shoots the third. I mean, yeah. And he shoots the three and, and it's like, he just needs to stay out of foul trouble. That's the issue. Right. If, he, if he stays out of foul trouble, then we, we're we going to get the 40. If he doesn't, or we can get the 40. If he doesn't, I mean, you know, he's it hurts. So um, mm-hmm. if we can if we can avoid the foul trouble, I think he's in play. But other than that, Sean, I, I mean, like, if Sabonis sits like Jakar Samson, like, he didn't yeah. even play... Still and and, I, and I'm pretty sure Horford's still out. Are we still on Roby? Hor- Hor- okay, Horford is is he's currently listed as questionable. Yeah, but he's been he's been that way every night he's played, and it, they so, keep there's no timetable because it's personal reasons that we don't know what the personal reasons are. So, if he does happen to sit again, how do you feel about Isaiah Roby? I mean, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, he's super consistent. He's been like, if there's one thing, it's been. 24 really, to 28 minutes. He really and isn't it's, chalky, though. He hasn't been that chalky lately, and he's put right. up 34, 19, 30, and 27 fantasy points. I mean, he's just been really good. He's playing between 26 and 27 minutes. Yep. He's put up a couple double-double. He was shy, one double-double, and that was the game where he had four steals and had near 35 fantasy points. Um, so, yeah, I think I think he can go there. Yeah, I think, honestly, if, if Horford sits, like, I would probably even go there in cash, just, like, considering what the the floor hasn't really isn't going to bury us. I mean, he's given us 24 or more fancy points in in 6 of 7, so right. or 5 of 6. So, you know, like you said, the minutes are 26 plus, the fancy points have been 24 plus in all but one game and that's essentially 5x. So, I'm I'm right there with you and uh that, that's all I see though. That's all I see too. Rudy Gay, I'll throw his name out there in a tournament. He's yeah. his minutes are like kind of teetering like like they're kind of trending upwards a little bit, like we've seen twenty-two or more in four to five. So, and the fantasy production has actually been there for Riga. So I'll just throw his name out there. I know more, one more. Uh, hear it. We do. We need more value. So please. Um, Mike Muscala actually had a really good game last game. Almost yeah, taking a lot of shots, huh? Isn't it? Isn't it? It's interesting. 18, fantasy points over his last three: 15, 21, 20 minutes. Scored twenty-three actual. Just totally lit him up. So, do you think it's chasing? Are we chasing? I don't, I don't want to chase as much, but I mean, Larchfield GPP. I mean, I don't hate it right under 4K. I mean, he's given us already, you know, one one game of almost 30 fantasy points. So, I mean, likely probably won't have to go there. Just want to throw his name out there. Jaden McDaniels is there too, but his floor has been absolutely terrible. I'm ready to move to center if you are. <laughs> I'm definitely ready to move to center. I am definitely yeah, ready. Let's to do move that instead. Um, and good thing because Nikola Jokic is here. And we love Nikola Jokic. I know he let us down. Oh, he really loves him. He, he, yeah. Uh, I I don't buy that for a second. Um, he let us down versus Dallas for sure. But I mean against yeah against Dallas. But um, Nikola Jokic is Nikola Jokic for a reason, and and there's 60, 70, 80 point upside in that body. Um, I think nobody plays him here. Personally, I don't think anybody's gonna play him. I know he's been great, but LeBron coming off the big game, Giannis in the smash spot, Bradley Beal potentially without no Westbrook, um, Kevin Durant against Atlanta, like Steph Curry coming off a big game, Embiid in a in a spot against the late. Like, I could see sub five percent ownership on Jokic. So, like, if I'm playing multiple lineups, which I think is ideal on a twelve game slate just to to maximize our exposure, right. like I definitely want multiple lines including Nikola Jokic, because we know he's a walking triple-double. We know there's 70, 80-point upside. Like, are you on the side of the fence with me, or are you looking elsewhere at center? I mean, to me, there are three players on this slate that can absolutely break it. Right. That is Doncic, that right. is Giannis, and that is Nikola Jokic. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I absolutely. If you're playing multiples, I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't have at least, like, 20%. Depending on what you're playing, um, 
Yeah, I mean, maybe even 30%. Like, I, I could easily see 30% Jokic in, in, like, a, you know, 20, 20 max or a... No one's going to play him, right? Like, nobody's going to play him in this spot. I see you playing seven, you know, six or seven lineups with, with Jokic in it just to have that exposure on, on a guy that can literally get you 60 and you know, yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's real fair, especially against Miami, who's, uh, you know, kind of a smaller front court. Uh, bam, you know, and you got Kelly Olenek. I mean, yeah. They're, I don't feel like they're going to be able to exactly. Um, they are mobile, you know, centers and power forwards. So, but they just are not probably going to be able to guard this guy. <laughs> yeah, and like nobody really can, and nobody can also guard the next guy on our list, Joel Embiid. And I know it's a tough spot against the Lakers, um, but if you want to prove that you are going to be the MVP or be in the conversation, uh, this is the matchup to do so. And I will say Joel Embiid has been significantly better at home this year. Um, 55 fantasy points at home compared to 46 on the road. And looky, looky, the Lakers come into Philly. Um, Are you interested in Embiid or are you interested in the guys around him? Nikola Vucevic, 9,200. Clint Capella, 9,100, which, you know, is is deserving. <laughs> he just continues, and he was sm- he was smashing earlier. Whenever I looked um, against Brooklyn, uh, yeah, that's Clint Capella is definitely a place that I want to be, and it's going to be a hard decision right there between, you know, Jokic, Clint, or or you know Joel. Um, you know, I was looking at Drummond a second ago and, and noticed that he put up forty five fantasy points against the Lakers last game. Mm-hmm. So you know, Joel Embiid's been playing extremely well. The matchup I just hate. I mean. You don't really love going up against AD, and you know AD is going to want to come at him for this one. Um, oh yeah. So I don't know. I really, I really like Capella here. Uh, if you know, as long as all is good and he's good to go and plays, I think the spot is just overall better, um, even than Jokic. I mean, we've seen Clint Capella putting up seventy point games. I know it's crazy. I mean, he's putting up the same production that Jokic is. Um, I think it's very. I, I, I like Capella. I, I like him again. Um, if he plays and he's, you know, he's a good full go, I, I don't see how you can't, you know, at least consider. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't Don't be shy about it, Sean. Yell it from the rooftops. We're, I'm with you because the guy's been, he's been incredible. And I don't think maybe we get another 10 block game somewhere down the line. Um, but we've now gotten four, three, five, ten, and he has uh, four through three quarters tonight. Um, so like. That's the the block total is obviously sustainable. Um, so yeah, we're just we're just this is Clint Capella's world, and we're just living in it. And uh, definitely roster him because he's been really good. Um, do we? Someone else who's been really good is Bam Adebayo, and unfortunately for Bam, he's not playing Brooklyn because right. he's torched Brooklyn on, on two two straight nights. But um, he definitely has a tough matchup. Uh, Andre, ooh, Sean. Hey, Drummond against Detroit. Yeah, I've been eyeing that one. That is the – I mean, you want to talk about revenge. He had some very choice words about Detroit um, once they moved him. I kind of like that. I mean, I mean, again, it's giving up the most fantasy points to the center spot of the season. I have to say that because I know it. Because I, I just happened to have looked at that the other day. Um, Detroit is just – you know, Plumlee is uh, – is not very good on the defensive end, as you would think he would be. He's uh, more of your traditional center. Uh, I think Drummond could eat him up. I mean, I really think Drummond could just eat him alive. Uh, really like, yeah, no Griffin. I mean, who's who's literally going to guard this guy? Who's going to guard him? Somebody's <laughs> going to foul out again because that's all he does. Um, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I love Drummond at this spot. Played twenty eight minutes last game. Finally, um, you know. Put up forty-five fantasy points in twenty-eight minutes. I don't. I don't love the fact that Jared Allen come in and and you know is now taking minutes away from him. Right. I, I, I actually extremely hate that. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. But you know, it it means that Drummond's like it, it does cap his you know max upside, which really sucks. Uh, it really does. It sucks badly. But you know, this could be a spot where he could put up fifty um, within three quarters. I think. So, I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, um, and again, another guy that's going to be sub-5% owned because uh, center is so loaded and a lot of other spots we're spending up on. Um, moving down the list, uh, another center in another good spot, and it's Miles Turner against Charlotte. Another center in a really good spot, DeAndre Ayton 
I was, been, I was just going to say, is he going to pass right over Aiden against OKC? No, mean, hell no. Uh, Aiden has been. Smashing. Yeah, he has been smashing. Since Notebook. We, dude. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, definitely and definitely it was the Chris, Paul, the Chris Paul lighting the fire under DeAndre Aiden, and, and suddenly he's just lighting the world on fire. Um, Sean, this could be a slate where we play two centers on DraftKings because... Yeah, I could totally see it on DraftKings. It's easy. Jokic, Capella, uh, Drummond, Aiton, I mean, Joel. I mean, if you want to go there. um, Miles Turner against Charlotte. We've loved attacking Charlotte. Yeah, if you want to go cheap and go Miles Turner... That's kind of what I was looking. I mean, really, I, that's I like. I would not go lower than that. You don't have to, and the the options really suck. Like, there's nothing else that I can want to play under under those guys. That top part of the center list is just so good. Like, I you shouldn't say, have under seven k here. I, I and I agree, and I would say Wiseman, and then he was benched in favor of Kevin Looney, who started the other night, which was a exactly. kind of. Was He's, kind of a shock. You can't trust him. Yeah, you cannot right. trust him. So I mean, yeah, I just like looking at the value. Um, you're gonna have to get creative at center if you don't spend up. But I, I just, it just doesn't seem wise. Like obviously, it's easier on easier on DraftKings where a lot of guys are multi-position eligible. But yeah, don't get don't get crazy and just. And no, just spend up on some of these. Yeah, I just made another run through. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not probably going you know below like probably six six point five or seven k. I'm just gonna pay up for center because literally this top part of the of the list is like head above shoulders better than <laughs> literally any any um, under like six k that you can potentially look at. I mean, unless like we get major noise, you know, news of. Somebody sitting out and, you know, somebody starting at 3K or 3.2 or 3.4 or whatever. Um, I just don't feel like you have to go there. I don't feel like you have to go any cheaper. You just pay up at this spot and, and pick your battles on other positions. And that is the perfect place to end. Um, big thanks to you, Sean, as always. Um, full slate of content out on the site, playbook, starting five, value vault. We have the fast break core player article to come. I mean, you name it, we got it. Projections, lineup generator, all of it. Um, Culminated into a lot of green, a lot of screenshots by Knights. And um, again, big thanks to you, Sean, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow.